just trying to look after your your family, your children, your parent, your spouse. There's so much on your plate, but with support and education, you can be prepared for the future and your life will become so much easier and you'll be so relieved that you actually made a phone call, you learned more about the situation and the disease and how it will progress and you are prepared for every eventuality. And that way, that relieves your stress. That makes life so much easier. My concern is that you maintain your own health so you can continue to care for your family. So I wish you all the best to every carer out there. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're here with Elsa Tyler Whiteman, and she is a registered nurse who is qualified in dementia care. She worked with people suffering from dementia for over 40 years in aged care and the community. And her heart is for carers who give up their lives to care for people often without pay, support, or recognition. Her website is ailsatyler.com. And she is a co-author with Pat Masidi in our book, Pardon Me, I'm Processing. So Elsa, glad to be talking to you. It's great to be here, Robert. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I appreciate you. And this whole subject of, of elder care, it's scary. It's one of those things that no one wants to talk about, but we all will have to deal with it. And you sometimes hear stories about how the mom and dad are on the decline and they're trying to take care of each other, or maybe the, the mom or dad is stubborn and does not want to go into an assisted living facility. And there's a lot of baggage with, with the family and with the emotions and with the money, et cetera. So it can be a tangled mess for people to think about or dive in. But the good news is that you're here to set us right. So can you tell us about what it is that you do and what you're focused on and what problems do you solve? My main focus is on the carers who are already caring for people with dementia. Usually it's a family member and it's often a female middle-aged person who's looking after their mother or father with dementia and they also have teenage children or younger children and they're trying to caring for their parents they're trying to manage the caring for their children giving them all the right care and they don't care for themselves because they're so busy caring for everyone else so my heart is to support those carers and help them find a balance in looking after all the people in their family and often they don't have support from their siblings or Anybody else in the family, they just don't understand the difficulties. They don't understand the, the challenges and they don't understand the disease at all. And as you say, it's not talked about at all very much in the community. You hear a little bit about Alzheimer's now and then, but dementia on the whole is not talked about and it's, it's affecting millions of people. There's over half a million in Australia alone who have dementia and about one and a half million people involved in their care. And I know it's much more overseas in the States and other places. So my heart is just to support those carers and show them where they can get educated, where they can get help, where they can tap into resources because they don't know. They're so tired and so stressed. They don't know where to go. They don't know who to turn to because who understands? Their neighbors don't understand. Their friends don't understand. They just think, oh, you're looking after mum and dad and you've got kids and you're trying to work and look after the household as well. 
and they might think, oh, you've got a lot on your plate. They don't understand the difficulties of dementia. It's very unpredictable disease, extremely unpredictable. And every case is different, but sometimes there's a lot of aggression, there's depression, there's all sorts of things that happen that the carers are not prepared for. And that is, those are the people I want to help. Great. And I can imagine how frustrating it can be for someone like this to be a carer where we all have a full plate, right? And you already have all these things on your plate from dealing with the kids and work and family and et cetera. And then when this new problem comes along, and then as you said, combined with the issue of no one else understands and you're giving everything that, that you have and then some, and there's nothing left over for you as far as time and the energy and the emotion. And so it seems like you're saying that the first step is to uh, find that support system, is to say, yes. we put a label on it, a, a carer for my parent with dementia. And instead of trying to explain or relate to everyone who's already in my social circle, it's time to find the, these better resources so that way I can talk to someone who's been there and who can train me and who can help me. So that way I don't have to start from scratch. That way I don't have to try to figure all this out when there's already of, of a path or a plan. Others have been here. Others know what I can be doing moving forward. That's correct. And often the carer becomes very depressed and very stressed and their life just spirals out of control. And so they become the person that needs caring for. And those are the people that I am trying to reach and trying to help. There is a lot of support out there. And there are a lot of people who are going through the same thing. And when you connect with other people, you instantly feel supported. You instantly feel so much better because they understand where you're at and where you're going. And the other thing is to be educated about the disease because in the later stages, it is a progressive disease. And in the later stages, the disease can produce a lot of aggression. They get up in the middle of the night. So your sleep is disturbed and they want to go home. They always want to go home, even if they've been in the same place for 50 years. And you don't know where home is, or it might even not exist anymore. So that is a problem. And how do you deal with that? And sometimes it's their childhood home. And it might have been destroyed. It might be in another state. It might be in another country. So they're demanding at two in the morning to go home. And you have to cope with that. And you're already tired. You're already stressed. You don't need this as well. I supply ways of dealing with these aggressive outbursts and trying to prevent those so that that doesn't happen to these poor carers. They're very unrecognized people, the carers. They don't get much support or help for financially or in any other way, emotionally, people just don't understand what they go through. Well, luckily someone is here and they are doing research into seeing what they need to know. And luckily you understand, right? You're someone here who can speak to this. And so you mentioned that some of these carers, when they finally make the connection, when they get the information they need, or they get the help and the communication from other people who understand this subject, that they're relieved. So is there anything that you can tell a carer right now to make them feel better? Or is there anything that is usually said to give that first little bit of relief? One of the main things that is helpful is to enroll them in a daycare for senior people with dementia. And this means that they go away for the day for about five hours from about 10 to three. 
and they mix with other people with dementia, but they have this programs available to stimulate them, to entertain them, and to just mix with other people in their age group. And this gives the carer about five hours relief. And sometimes it can be up to two or three times a week that these people can go into this daycare situation. So the carers actually have some time to themselves. They have time to recover and time to do something or pursue what they want to do. Daycare sounds, when we think of daycare, we think of children, but there are daycares, senior citizens with dementia. And these are very helpful people. There's often a van that will pick them up and drop them off, depending on the area you live and depending on what's available. But daycare is is very helpful for carers in this situation. And there's also support groups and there's support groups in your community. And when you take your loved one to daycare, if you haven't got transport by a van or, you know, by the daycare itself, if you take them, you'll find that you'll meet up with other people in the same situation as you. And that can be a good leeway into support from other people who understand your situation because they're in the same situation and you can get together and you know, change discussions and exchange understanding of what's happening with your loved one. So that is very helpful. There's also a dementia care association and an Alzheimer's association who supply education about the disease, about the disease, because dementia is the overall, the overall overarching subject, but Alzheimer's is one of the dementia, what's the word? It's one of the symptoms, really, let's say. There's various types of dementia, and people don't understand that they think anybody with dementia has Alzheimer's, but it's not necessarily so. You can have dementia from a head injury, in actual fact, or you can have dementia from as a result of a stroke. So there's other causes, but that's not important so much as getting together with other people who are in the same situation as you and who can support you and you can swap notes and often things that have worked for one will work for another so you might have ideas that will help your loved one and they might help the person that you're talking to from the daycare support group. Well, this is a great list so far, and I can imagine that the situation may be just like a slow decline in the situation in general, right? If you have that parent who is like slowly developing dementia, they might not even have a diagnosis, or maybe they have a diagnosis, but you have not read up on it, and maybe there's a little bit of denial and hoping that it will get better and just getting worse and like driving yourself crazy, like the visual of the the frog boiling in the pot of water, just getting worse and worse. And maybe now it's time to make a change to look into some of these things that you mentioned, to look into the daycare for seniors, which it seems silly to think about of take, uh, dropping off your your parent in daycare and then meeting up with the other guardians where if you were dropping your child off at daycare, you'd make friends with the other parents. But in this case, you're dropping off your parent and making friends with the, with their children, but it makes sense to team up with the other guardians. And as you say, make friends and commiserate a little bit, and then also swap stories and ideas. And it probably will make a person just feel good because you're not in it alone. You get help and then you give help. Uh, There was the association idea, the dementia, dementia and Alzheimer's association to look into, and then the support group. And I really like what you said there, how just having these few hours a day can really help the carer to 
get some, get a little bit of a rest, right? To tidy up the house, to take a walk, to have the, this deep thoughts. And we can all relate to being caught up in the day to day and just like doing the to-do list and scrambling and just never being able to have that silence to then think about what the next steps are. And so I'm sure that in your line of work, you've you've heard some excellent stories, right? Because at first it seems hopeless, at first it seems scary, but then once you get educated and then you get the friendships, then things can improve. So do you have any stories like that to tell us about how some of these carers, maybe it was bad at first, but then by tapping into these resources, the situation improves? Anything come to mind? Oh, absolutely. One lady I worked with, her mum used to say, what time are we leaving? Every two or three minutes. What time are we leaving? What time are we leaving? And just all day, every day, that's what she was saying. What time are we leaving? And the daughter was becoming distraught. She just, it's just a dripping tap, really. It's just constant agitation. And when are we leaving? We've got to go. Let, let's go. And the daughter was quite stressed when I came upon her and I encouraged her to enroll her mother into a daycare situation because her mother was a bit bored, I think, and she didn't have enough to occupy her in actual fact. And so she just went around saying, when are we leaving? Let's go, let's do something. And the daycare actually made huge difference to her. It, it gave, she was able to make friends. She was able to get involved in the activities at daycare and her whole, her whole demeanor changed over time. As she kept going, she kept going every week for a number of months and until her mother deteriorated into the situation where she couldn't actually attend. But it made a huge difference to the daughter because she had time out. She had time to, to get away from that constant nagging. When are we leaving? And it made such a huge difference to her life because her mother started to say other things. She started to change once she got involved with the daycare program and made her own friends and she got interested in other things. But an, another option for carers is to have a memory book to look back at photos and things of things in the past because they often remember a lot about the past but not the recent past. Like 20 or 30 years ago, they remember things about that. So you can distract them and that is a key in looking after people with dementia is distraction changing the subject onto something that they are interested in. And if you have a photo album that you can go through and talk about photos and talk about the children or the grandchildren or the great-grandchildren, talk about things that you did together in the past, that makes all the difference. There's lots of other things you can do if they become aggressive. You can put aromatherapy on and have aromatherapy like a lavender aromatherapy going. That is, that's very calming. And if you have it going at night, it's quite sleep inducing. There's also other things that can be done, like they can have a medication review where the doctor can provide medication that will enable them to sleep through the night and it will calm their aggression, that sort of thing. So often a medication review can change a whole person's, a person's whole behavior. So there's lots of things. I've got lots of ideas and lots of things on my website and I've got an ebook that gives all these this information and gives all these options for carers to try with their loved one. As I said, there's no one size fits all because everyone is different and it depends on how they were brought up and what their behavior has been like when they were, before they became demented. That depends on how it will play out. 
during the time they have dementia. And it is a progressive disease and the carers don't realize that eventually their parent is going to die from the dementia and that they need to be prepared for that. And uh, often they do progress quite quickly in the end stages. So there's about seven stages of dementia and the last stage is usually where they're in a hospice or a hospital. But if carers are prepared for the things that are ahead, it's so much easier to cope and it's so much easier to put in place the strategies that will help the the loved one with dementia and also it will help them to cope with their other children or their husband, their spouse, their wife, whoever it is. It helps them to cope in the whole family situation when they have just that little bit of relief. And so what you're describing here, it seems like there's a lot to deal with in potentially a short amount of time, even in that last little aspect there of there's your own, there's your parents' issues, there's your own issues, but there's also the other family members' issues. And you've given us a lot of really good ideas here. And I used when I was younger, I used to think that if someone said, figure out what works for you, I used to think that was a cop-out. But now that I'm older and wiser, I think you have this list of ideas and try them out. Try the aromatherapy, try a medication review, and try a photo album and give all these things a chance. And that way you can figure out which of these, some of these tools work better than others. And what's really reassuring about some of what you're mentioning here is that you can really be positive and make the best of it by, like you said, if they remember the past really well, then this is your final time to enjoy those old moments. And uh, it's easy to think of the decline of dementia as being a curse. But if you think about it, you have your last time to say goodbye. If that, if that parent suddenly died, you wouldn't have the, those last few moments. But here, this is your chance of to to transition and to figure some of these things out. And so you mentioned a lot of these ideas and some of these resources, but as there's the logical side of things and the emotional side, and so many of us say, oh, I know what I should do. I've heard of this, but then the fear or the hesitation sometimes kicks in. So can you think of reasons why a carer might hesitate to take some of these steps? Or can you think of some kind of extra assurance or motivation to say to these people to make sure they do the right thing and take some of these actions. Yes, well, that is a big problem for carers because they get so involved in caring for their whole family that they're just on this kind of treadmill going round and round the same mountain all the time and they get stressed. And it does take courage to make step in a different direction. And this is one thing I would really encourage all carers to do is to make a phone call to my age care, it is in Australia. I'm not sure what it is in, in the United States, but it's called my age care here. And they can give you a lot of help as far as finding a daycare in your area, finding people to relieve you. Uh, you can get people into your home to sit with your loved one while you go shopping or keep appointments. There's all sorts of things that can help through the Alzheimer's or Association or the Dementia Association. But you've got to make that phone call. And you can also have in Australia, and this is, I'm mainly concerned with Australia because that's where I live, but I'm sure it applies everywhere, is that once you make that phone call and you connect with somebody, you can get them to come out to your house and they will assess your loved one. And through that assessment, that means that they can actually go into an aged care facility for respite care. 
And that can be for a weekend, a week, two weeks, or three weeks. You're allowed nine weeks a year of respite care in Australia for your loved ones. So you can work out that you just help them for two months and then they go into respite care for two weeks and you have a break. And if you're only coping with a two-month section, it's not so, such, doesn't seem so long. Like, I've got to look after my parent for the rest of my life. That's forever. But two months, and then I get a break. It's not so bad. So you're breaking up the year into smaller portions. And you think, I can last out two months, and I'll do my best for two months. And then you have a break, and you get re-energized. And also that your parent who's been in respite care they think they've been on holiday in a hotel often because everything is laid on and they get to mix with other people in the same situation. They get stimulated. So there are plenty of options, but you've got to take that first step of phoning or making an appointment with somebody from My Age Care in Australia. It is, there's probably, you probably will know the, the company to ring in the United States, but My Age Care deal with all of that and they will help you a great deal once you make that first step. And it does take courage because you get into such a rut, into such a routine, and you get often so depressed and so, I can't be bothered. Help you so much, it's well worth it. Okay, and yeah, making that first phone call and having the courage, knowing you have options is the first big step. And as you mentioned there, there's the program in Australia, there's different program in the United States, and who knows where, what country someone else is, is watching or listening from. And so the lesson I'm getting from you here, Elsa, is whatever the thing you have to do, figure it out, right? Whatever the program or resource that your country or your area offers, it's time to figure it out. And you and I, we've always been in these situations where we just had to make that one phone call and mm. we dreaded it, we dreaded it. And finally, we just figured out a way to, to do it and said, what am I going to do? Not make that phone call and let the time pass. And once you made that phone call, afterwards, you were so relieved and you thought it was just one quick step. It took two or three minutes out of my life. And I'm so glad that I did it. And I'm not even sure why I got myself so worked up over it, just the action of doing it, held my breath and I made it happen. I don't know why I was so stressed out about it. So this is a very helpful, reassuring uh, session that you've given us here today. And so you mentioned that you have this website and this book where people can find out about what they need to know next. So can you tell us about these next steps here? Where's the website and how do they get this book? The website is elsatyler.com. That's my website. And there is on that website, a webinar, which will lead you at the end of the webinar, there's a free ebook, which gives them many ideas of how to cope with a person with dementia as they, as the disease progresses. So the whole book is full of great ideas of things you can do to relieve your stress to your person with dementia, to become more involved and to become active and not so bored and not just sitting around saying the same thing over and over. If they've got plenty to do and things to engage them, they are much easier to care for, of course, and they feel stimulated. And it's good to get them involved in the household chores, get the, the parent to prepare, help prepare for dinner and help clean the house, that sort of thing. Maybe do the garden, 
if they're still able to do that in the early stages. As time progresses, they may not be able to do it so well, but it's good to get them using their energy. Go walking, go walking with them because they'll get lost, but go walking every day because that will help them sleep better at night. There's so many ideas in this book, and I think it's well worth them getting on the website, looking at the webinar, and getting the free ebook at the end. Yes, it's worth getting educated and knowing what you can do. And some of what you mentioned here just makes me think one day at a time. There, there are many, there are other things that get stressed about a month or a few months ahead of time. But for now, like in, enjoy the time you have left, help mom or dad, do the dishes, do the gardening, go for that walk and just and enjoy the moment and socialize. And so that website that you mentioned is A-I-L-S-A-T-Y-L-E-R.com. And so you made it this far listening to the podcast, listening to be a priority and you can't figure it out yourself. No, no one can. It's too overwhelming. It's too much of a burden. Get the help that you know that you need to get no matter what country you live in, no matter what age you are or what age mom or dad is or what other family members are saying. It's time to take action. It's time to figure out who you need to call. And Elsa has given you a lot of ideas for you to apply and try out. So make that phone call and tap into some of those resources. But most importantly, go to elsatyler.com, go there, watch the webinar, and then get the ebook at the end. So that way you can have a little bit of relief. And I know that I, about myself, Elsa, when I'm stressed out about something, whether it is something about money, taxes, education, health, if I just read up about it, I think, okay, it's not so bad. And I can begin to organize the mess and I can figure out a plan. So just getting a little bit of education can help to break the pattern of just the swirling mess of panic and confusion and saying, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do next. At least some of the information can help. ElsaTyler.com is a place to check out that webinar and that ebook. And so as we're wrapping up our conversation here, Elsa, is there any final parting words of advice, either something that you want to tell carers everywhere out there or something that you wish you'd known years ago? Just what sort of advice do you have out there just to wrap up our conversation and end on a high note? Say to all the carers out there, you're doing a great job. You're doing the very best you can. And I applaud you and support you in every way possible. And I wish you all well in the future. And I do want to encourage you to get educated and to get support because that way your life will be so much easier just trying to look after your your family, your children, your parent, your spouse. There's so much on your plate, but with support and education, you can be prepared for the future and your life will become so much easier and you'll be so relieved that you actually made a phone call, you learned more about the situation and the disease and how it will progress and you are prepared for every eventuality. And that way, that relieves your stress. That makes life so much easier. And you will, and your own health, which is what my concern is, that you maintain your own health so you can continue to care for your family. So I do wish you all the best to every carer out there. And I know what you're going through. I understand. And there are other people out there who know and understand and want to support you and are able to support you and you will be very happy that you've made that first phone call to change your life, really. It will change your life. 